Hello, and welcome back to WasKidCurry.com. And this week's view from my wheelchair, from my perch in front of the Continental Divide here in the sweetheart city of Loveland, Colorado. Still not into the deep start of winter yet. The high country ski areas just this week started getting some pretty good snow, so it looks like things are underway finally at your favorite ski resort areas here in the state. However, in the front range, very, very dry, but it looks like by this time in the middle of next week, the whole state's gonna get smacked with a big old snowstorm. So plan your ski trips now and come on out. We're ready for you. Hope you got to do some fun things, the kind of things you like to do over the Thanksgiving holiday week. We hung around here, watched a lot of TV. I cooked, we ate, and we ate some more. In all the towns where I had radio shows around Thanksgiving, I would do all sorts of stunts. During my four-hour show, I would cook a turkey in a microwave. I made pumpkin pies. We had recipe contests. I used to give out my Nana's fresh cranberry relish recipe. And sure enough, this year, someone reached out to remind me. Miss DeLuca Armstrong in Pueblo, Colorado. It's a very simple recipe. One bag of cranberries. A really nice deep orange color orange. (laughs) and an apple about the same size. Peel that orange. Put that along with the cranberries and the apple through a food processor grinder and take that and put it into a bowl with a cup of sugar. Stir it up, let it sit for a couple hours. It makes this really good juice. Take a couple teaspoons of that juice and put it in a shot glass with some vodka. Mm -mm, A real nice treat. The relish goes really good with turkey, stuffing, even dinner rolls. And it even goes good with other meats like pork and chicken. So I always pick up a couple extra bags of cranberries and freeze them throughout the holiday season, which for me is from Thanksgiving all the way till the Super Bowl. That's just me. And my very close friend, Kimmy, who lives outside Baltimore. You're still in Severna Park, right? She sent me a picture of her finished product. Kimmy, I hope you liked it. I hope it was good. Unless there's an actual news event... I've pretty much stopped watching CNN, Fox, MSNBC. I'm embarrassed by what the broadcast news media has become. My dad was a news guy. If you can't see the money-making propaganda machine that it truly is, then you need to stop, watch the movie Network, and turn off the 24-hour news crapola. But I digress. Here's some news from around the planet you may have missed. I have been a dog guy all my life. Jojo, Wendy, Shiloh, TJ, Radar. There was that one little doggy. I can't remember her name, but she had a grass allergy. That was sad. Last year, we lost our little dog, Dipson, to old age, and that really got to me, man. Dipson was the first dog I had from puppy to old age. And it was a dog I got from my son when he was eight, and then he grew up and took off to the Coast Guard and left the dog. He was the only dog Casey ever knew till he passed away. But for whatever reason, this one really stuck with me. My friend Shadia lost her dog over the last couple of months, and this week I learned that Ice-T's doggy has passed away. It's sad in dog land. But I've got some good news for doggy lovers, and it comes from right here in Fort Collins, Colorado. Lymphoma 
is the most common form of cancer in dogs, and we have a veterinary pharmaceutical company right here that has developed a drug to battle that cancer. VetDC is a Colorado State University startup, and they've submitted papers that are the final step required for approval, and that's supposed to be within the next 60 days. So good news for doggy lovers. And now, equal time. I've said this on radio stations around America, and I always take heat, but that's okay. I'm a big boy. I can take it. There really should be only one cat in America. It should be on display. People should pet it and leave. I'm sorry. That's what I think. We had a cat when I was a little kid. It was a Siamese. It was named DC because there was some dumb cat movie back then. That was the cat's name. Then years later, my ex and I had a cat. She brought one home. It had lymphoma. It died. I don't know about cats and lymphoma, so I don't know if there's a vaccine for that. But there is a cage-free, no-kill cat shelter in Atlanta that has offered up cats to local yoga classes for yoga with cats. Yes, cat lovers, you can now do the downward cat with some little kitty crawling all over you. And the scary part for me is it's such a big deal. It's working so well. There are now yoga parlors in San Francisco, Des Moines, Iowa, Mobile, Alabama, even New York's Lower East Side. They're all offering yoga with cats. If this spreads, it's going to be the end of mankind as we know it. Remember, there should be one cat in America. People should pet it and leave. Thank you. Cannabis usage is becoming more and more prevalent all across America because people are using their right to vote. Not only is medical cannabis available in some states, but now some states are allowing recreational usage. Here in the state of Colorado, we decriminalized cannabis in 1975, approved medical use in 2000, okayed recreational cannabis in 2012. I can't stand it when I hear things like, here comes the black market, gangs are going to take over, pot's going to come streaming into the state. That is all just crapola. Here, dispensaries are required to grow their own or get product from a state-approved supplier. They track every leaf. They know exactly where it came from. They know who got it, how much they got. You can't go into one of these places without having your medical or driver's license checked immediately. How do I know? <laughs> I watch the news. So don't believe them when they say it can't be regulated sufficiently. As far as edibles, we had a problem here in the state because there were no regulations. Gummy bears looked like kids' candies, came in boxes, looked like kids' candy. There were no warning labels. Well, that all changed this year, and now edibles must have child-resistant packaging. Packaging has to be opaque. They have to be properly labeled according to state regulations. They can't appeal to children. There can be no misleading claims. They have to have batch numbers in case of recall. Packaging now has to include manufacturer information, has to list all the pesticides used, include the state's universal THC symbol, and they have to identify all ingredients. Regulation can happen. We did it here in our state, and we're getting better at it. And remember, in America, you can still get drunk, stupid, throw up, stagger around in public, smell like a drunk, and have a wonderful time anytime you want. So get over the cannabis worries. People who smoke cannabis would prefer to stay home, snack, and sleep, okay? But remember, 
Keep your old dealer's name and number close because our new attorney general says the people who smoke cannabis are bad people. And he said that just after he put down his glass of scotch. Okay. And just this week in the state of Colorado, there's talk about putting some of that tax money from cannabis sales to help the homeless population in our state. So I'm good with cannabis tax proceeds going to help schools and the homeless. I'm good with that. So I have heard all my life that vegans, vegetarians, they're the healthiest of us all. You know, they avoid the unhealthy saturated fat in meats. They eat lots of plants and get vitamins from those plants. And those plants do everything you can imagine. Protect them from cancer. Boost their immune system. They have a better fight against osteoporosis. They have lower blood pressure, lower risk of heart disease. Well, guess what? All of that may be crapola because now comes a study that has not been published yet and has already been found to have flaws, but it raises doubts that vegetarians are, in fact, healthier than meat eaters. The study comes from the Rutgers, New Jersey School of Medicine, says there's no significant difference in cardiovascular risk between veggie and non-veggie people. Breaking it down, according to this research, which they already said has flaws, Vegetarians have a 2.7% risk of having a heart attack over a 10-year period, compared to a 4.5% risk for meat eaters. These numbers are not significant. Both groups have about the same risk. But that doesn't mean you can go out to your local burger place and put a feed bag on. But... You can step away from broccoli and have that double smash burger with an egg on it, and you should be okay. That, according to this study, which has yet to be published and already admits to having flawed information. You know, kind of like an American Network newscast. So, veggies are still good for you. Eat your greens. And how long have we been doing this space thing now? Since I was like five did you know they still haven't figured out the best way to poop in your spacesuit? There's a new NASA contest, though. You could win $30,000 if you think you can figure out the best way to poop in a spacesuit. It's called the Space Poop Challenge. I'm not making that up. Okay, that's what it's called. And to make it even more challenging, your suit waste management system must handle six days worth of bathroom needs. Gross. Can you believe it? It's taken this long to figure this out. And that brings to mind, what have they been doing up till now? <laughs> I don't want to think about it. If you can figure this out, a better way to poop in a spacesuit, it's called the Space Poop Challenge. Going on now at NASA. Give them a call. Time now for this week's Sports Update! Update! First, though, the very sad news coming out of Colombia. The country of Brazil, a state in that country, has lost their entire soccer team in a plane crash in Medellin, Colombia. All but six dead in that crash. This shocks not only the country of Brazil, but the entire international football or soccer community. Details are still coming out on that crash. A lot going on in sports this week. It's a great year for both major colleges here in the state of Colorado. This coming Saturday night, CU, that's Colorado University, is going to play the Washington Huskies for the Pac-12 championship. Pac, 
Pacific Athletic Conference. And the CSU Rams, that's the Colorado State University Rams, crushed San Diego State this last weekend, 63-31, to and they are bowl-bound. Back to international soccer. All players are back from qualifying for the World Cup, and they're back with their home teams. But the world is going to be watching El Clasico this weekend. That's Barcelona versus Real Madrid at Barca's home of Camp Nou. El Clasico, kind of like the Jets versus the Giants, except both teams are really good. And they always are. The world will be watching this week. It's El Clasico. Really good NFL football this last weekend, and the Dolphins are playing better than they have in years. They beat the 49ers, and the Broncos lost in the last minute with Coach Kubiak taking a chance on a 60-plus yard field goal with 108 left going for the win instead of a tie. Sorry, Coach, wrong-o, should have taken the tie. Talk now out here about the Dolphins and Broncos playing in the wild card game. Just what I need. Can't lose either way. All my teams back in action starting Thursday night with the Cowboys taking on the Vikings in Minnesota. The Dolphins are traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. And I don't care what anybody says. There's always a risk when you play the Ravens. And my Denver Broncos will be in Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The weekly music meeting thing I do here has gathered some fans. <laughs> They've mentioned it here in the state of Colorado, in Miami, and in Baltimore. Remember, I listen to a lot of music from all around the world. People let me download stuff, and I feature whatever I like. Nobody pays me. I just play what I want, okay? And once again, I got to thank the guys who are sending me stuff. Until you stop sending me stuff, I'm going to keep doing it, okay? <laughs> so, I've been tech dumb since 2005. I've checked out internet radio a bit. I did not know, though, you could have internet radio in your car. My new car has internet radio. Countries come up on a screen, cities come up on the screen, and then radio stations come up on the screen from all around the globe, from South America, Africa, Europe. It's amazing. And the quality, I've been pining about the loss of quality since music went from analog to digital for many years. When I was a young radio punk at KKAM in Pueblo, Colorado, we used to go over to the program director's house, Dickie Dills, and listen to music on these four-foot-tall voice-of-the-theater speakers. We'd smoke a little and listen to Stairway to Heaven. You could actually hear the guitar pick on the guitar string. It was that clear. Those days are gone, and the satellite sounds even worse. International countries have been working internet radio for quite some time. The fidelity is great. You can hear the instrument that's actually playing the low-end note, not just the low-end note. Check out Adu in Paris, France. It's awesome. My wifey says the car is going to become my new office soon. <laughs> and it probably doesn't hurt that I'm listening to everything through Harman Kardon speakers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, I ran into Wyclef Jean this week. Well, not actually. Barry Richards, my good friend, was having dinner with him and a few other people over at Mr. Chow's in L.A. I miss Mr. Chow's and Dantana's. They couldn't get me on the phone, so they recorded this little video thing and sent it to me the next day. Cleffy, you look good, my brother. Thank you for the kind words. And yes, you should be the president of Haiti. 
Jesus of Nazareth. BR, thank you very much. That was very nice of you. And I'm glad you couldn't get me on the phone because now I have video proof that you guys are way too old to be having that much fun. Here it is, the very latest from Wyclef Jean featuring Young Thug. It's I Swear. Girl, you got the key to the lock. You the reason that the playboy stop. You the reason that I'm not on the corner. Sending me my marijuana. You give me a reason to live. You the reason that I never did a bit. And even if they want to judge, you the reason that I love. I swear. I have been on that one for the last few weeks now. Wyclef Jean featuring Young Thug. It's I Swear. Now, I realize that not everyone can like that song. Jerry Clifton says he can't like it because people swear in it. Thank you, Jerry. Next up on the Minty Cool label comes this from Aaron Bowman. Check out Good Time, Good Life. I never overthink it, do what I want, and I do it my way. Okay. I never try too hard, I'm so awesome, so effortlessly. Okay. Watch me take some notes, cause I'm confident and I get it done. I speak for the ones who do it best, that's right, my generation. That's right, that's right, that's right, my generation. Yeah, we're all about a good time. Yeah, we're all about a good life. You won't believe it till you see. This is gonna be a fun ride. Yeah, we're all about a good time. Yeah, we're all about a good life. Good energy, come follow me. Oh, it's gonna be a good night. That's right. That's right. That's right, my generation. there sounds like an anthem to me aaron bowman good time good life on the minty cool label now i got this next one the first listen man as soon as i heard it i thought whoa it's on rca g-e-z i'm on some kind of drug featuring mark e basie wake up this morning i'm shaking i can't be still girl too many images running through my mind Soon as I hit it, I kick it out of my system Even my brother, he asked me what you want I'm on some kind of drug Can't explain all the ways you give me high I'm on some kind of drug Can't explain Don't keep me waiting all night Girl, come through 
first since I met you. You got me changing my schedule. If you ain't know that shit's eventful. And losing this money is dreadful. But believe me, that pussy is special. You wanted me, moms, I might let you. Early is so residential. Keep it on while we fuck cause I meant to. Yeah, keep twice, we take a nap. Soon as you're awake and back. Go for three, it takes a knack. I'm taking you to places that you ain't been, girl. Face the fact. Meant it, I can't take it back. Whiskey sprayed and chasing that. I'll taste the cat. Yeah, you tell me I own that pearl. Yeah, that's cause I bone you, girl. You should be my only girl. When I hit it, you feel like you own the world. That is G Easy featuring Mark E. Basie. I'm on some kind of drug on the RCA record label. Okay, now I like to listen to good music. I don't know what format this goes into, but when I first saw this little girl in America's Got Talent, I was floored. And as your boy Simon Cowell said, that night, this is America's new Taylor Swift. I believe that. She's like 12 years old. She wrote this song. She performs I Don't Know My Name. It's Grace Vanderwall. I don't know my name. I don't play by the rules of the game. So you say. And I try to strain So I hurt you on my sister's when you get along quite nicely You ask me why I cut my hair and changed myself completely I don't know my name I don't play by the rules of the game So you say I am just trying Just trying I went from bland and popular To joining the marching band the closest friends I'll ever have in my lifetime I'm lost Trying to get found in an ocean of people Please don't ask me any questions There'll be a valid answer I'll just say That I don't know my name I don't play by the rules of the game so you say I'm just trying just trying I know no saw Grace Vanderwall on America's Got Talent, I wondered, who's going to sign this one? It was Columbia. Good move. Their new gem. It's Grace Vanderwall. I don't know my name. Don't know what format that's in, but in general, it's a great track. Now, 
Somebody sent me this track this week. It is our mystery artist of the week. Here is Queen of Your Heart. Put it where you want to, tell you what I'm gonna do. Pop open Moscato and throw it like a Lambo. Switch lanes, top gear, good pain, no fear. Complex inferior, your girl, Sarja. Got that movie magic, sink you like the Titanic. Deep into my ocean, I love in your emotion. One life, my time, live free, unwind. High head, baseline, shine on. Queen of Your Heart, whoa. I'm the one that you can't let go Queen of your heart Whoa I'm the one that is in Okay, people send me stuff. If I like it, I play it. So there you have something a friend sent me this week. It is our Mystery Artist of the Week. If you want to know more and you're heavy or connected, then you've already got my phone number or you know how to find me. If you're just a regular dude or dudette, then you can find me on Facebook. Message me and I'll let you know who that is. But it's my pick hit of the week. That sounds so old. It is my dope track of the week. You know, I hope you had a chance to check out the sound breaking series that ran over the past couple of weeks on PBS. One of the best music series I've seen in a long time. If you didn't get to see it, look for reruns on PBS. And finally, in the music meeting this week, Kanye West. Just not a fan. I did like Jesus Walks, but in general, I don't get it. 
but I understand how so many people love this guy, and if I were still running a radio station, I would have no problem playing a Kanye hit if it was a hit, because a hit is a hit. Norman Wayne, 1978, maybe 79. Anyway, Kanye, just get over it, dude. Get well and stop it. Oh, and don't forget, this Saturday night, it's Bob Rosenberg with Will to Power performing live at Cafe Iguana in Pembroke Pines. Hello, Bob. So when I left Canyon City, Colorado, February 1976, I didn't realize I'd end up in Miami just six months later. I'd heard about the Orange Bowl, the Miami Dolphins, Bob Greasy, the Palmetto Expressway, but I didn't know what kind of people actually made up the city. I was a redneck from Colorado. It took me a while to figure out who I was talking to, but that's my job. That's your job on the radio. You got to figure out who you're supposed to be talking to. Go find those people, make them like you, and then make them turn on the radio station. I began to understand the ways of the Cuban population when I worked at 96X. Then I went to Y100 and started really getting into the food, playing dominoes. And then one day I noticed this very smart, very pretty little Cuban girl doing news on TV. Eventually, we set up a date. I went to her house. I had these huge three-inch John Travolta heels on because that's what guys wore in 1979 in Miami. And I had this big red pickup because I'm a redneck. And she says, you're going to take me out in those shoes in that pickup? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We were pretty different people. But at that moment, when I walked into her house, I really began to understand Cuba and exiles from Cuba. The walls were covered with paintings and photos of the island, maps of the country, and there was a picture of the dad, the father, the patriarch. He didn't look like any dad I'd ever seen, man. Impeccably groomed, dark-haired, statuesque. He looked important, and that was just in a picture. But I learned that guy had been a famed journalist on the island of Cuba. He'd been put into a Cuban jail and then banished when Fidel Castro sent him to Miami in 1960. He passed away at the young age of 50, not unlike many men of his time. At some point that night, I began to realize what his wife, the matriarch of the family, had been through. Her husband sent to jail by Fidel Castro. At some point, her husband gets out of jail, and then they're told to gather up their things, pack up the kids, you're leaving, you're going to Miami, you're leaving the country that you love. And then her husband passes away at a very young age, and she's left to raise four, what turned out to be amazing young women. Another incredible burden suffered by the matriarch. Eventually that relationship ended for me. And I remember thinking at the time, I'm going to miss my mother-in-law. I really liked her. And she liked me. She didn't speak any English, but we always seemed to understand each other. And she was a great cook. I knew I was going to miss her. It's 1980, the Mariel boat lift happens, that plays itself out, tent cities, people living under overpasses, moving in with relatives, and over the next few years, all that starts to assimilate into the community. And during all that, I left Miami, traveled off to San Antonio, Washington, D.C., and Baltimore. I'm watching all the changes in South Florida from afar, all the time wishing I could get back to Miami. I felt like Miami was a better fit for me. I wasn't excited about living in the Northeast. I love D.C., and Baltimore was good, but when it gets cold up there, it stays that way. Not like in Colorado. It can snow one day, and the sun comes out. The next day, the sidewalks are all clear, but it doesn't do that in the Northeast. 
I really wanted to get back to Miami. I think I'd become an American Cuban. I missed the food, the people, the traditions. Noche buena. People actually cooking pigs in the ground in their backyard. I wanted to get back. Then Sonny Fox calls in 1987 and says, come back to Y100. And I'm like, yes, I get to go home. So I packed up my second wife and headed back to the Sunshine State. Now, Y100 at that time was all over Gloria Stefan music. But in Miami, you would have been flat stupid not to do so as a radio station program director. But as a guy who enjoyed programming, I always thought that Y100 lacked the DJs who could relate to the Cuban audience. The music was right on, but the DJs at the time didn't relate to Miami. I almost got into a fight one time with the afternoon guy because he was saying Gloria Estefan as opposed to Gloria Estefan. It's the second syllable accent. I swear we almost got into a fight over that, man. All the while over at Power 96, you had DJ Laz, Sam Duque, Little Laz. They were using Miami mixers on the air. Cita Yadena, Louis Martinet. Power 96 sounded like Miami. But we didn't sound like that on Y100. But they didn't really care what I was thinking because they fired me. But I eventually ended up at the extremely Cuban-directed Power 96. And it felt like home. It was a real radio fit for me. And then in 1996, I got to become the program director of that radio station, and it was my mission to do what my predecessors had done. Funky Frank, Bill Tanner, they made the radio station sound like Miami. But personally, I was on a roller coaster with my second marriage failing, trying to do my best to get my kids through all that. Things started going pretty good, though. Job was doing real well. My kids were doing good. And I was a single dad for about four years. Then... Thanksgiving Eve, 1999, I was at a live broadcast over at the old Mad Jacks on 67th in Miami, doing my radio show, and then suddenly there she was, Elizabeth Aquino. And I swear, the moment I saw her, I thought, oh, no, not again. She was smart, pretty, Cuban, not again. But on that day, I met the love of my life. And as a bonus... Her abuela, the matriarch of the family, still alive. And wouldn't you know it, just like my former mother-in-law, the matriarch of that family, I have a very special, deep relationship with my wife's abuela. She, too, had her life totally uprooted by Fidel Castro, property taken, family ripped apart, sent to another country. And so I'd like to thank you, Fidel, for dying before my wife's 84-year-old abuela passed away. And she's been waiting for you to kick the bucket for a long time. I only wish that the Asqui family matriarch were here to see it. And I want to thank you once again, Fidel, for being such a bastard that you ran these two families off the island and sent them to Miami because I would have never been fortunate enough to meet these two special families. I would have never found my wife and her abuela in my life. And when we talked to abuela this week about Fidel dying, she says, that son of a bitch, that son of a bitch. This was all in Spanish. People die of cancer. They die of all sorts of things. But that son of a bitch stayed around till he was 90, that son of a bitch. And then something about besos and puta. But I, I'm not going to get into it. It was a translation thing, okay? <laughs> Thanks for dying, you old bastard. I'm proud to be an American Cuban. That's the view from my wheelchair this week at wascidcurry.com.